Hey, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Whatever time it is you're uh, watching this, if you're watching it here with us on Sunday morning, man, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're super excited about these podcasts. Not only do we do a lot of video casts, we air each Sunday here on Facebook, but um, we, we also have podcasts and we're on Spotify. Where else, Davis? Google Play? We're, I mean, we're, what, what's all the, pla- Davis, what's the platforms we're on? Davis, what's the platforms? Google Plus? Spotify. Google Play, and we're wait, we're waiting on Apple. On Apple, but we're we're waiting to get on there. But y'all can go check them all out. And not not only do we show the video cast we air, but we also have a lot of just uh of just podcasts that's been real cool. So you can go check them out. Spotify is our big one. That's where people's watching them at more than it, and it's easy to watch. Um, so today I just wanted to hop on here, man, and I got a good a good message. The Lord's really been dealing with me on this. Uh, he's, he's been dealing with on this story of Rachel and Leah, and, and I want to just read some scripture with you this morning in the book of uh, Genesis chapter 29. And we know Jacob was kind of a deceiver. Jacob deceived, you know, you had, you had Abraham, Abraham who, who beget Isaac and then Isaac beget, uh, well, he, he beget Ishmael and Isaac, but then Isaac beget, Isaac beget Jacob and Esau. And oops, I messed my mic up. And we all know the story. Esau, Jacob kind of stole Esau's birthrights because Esau was hairy and Jacob wasn't. And he put fur on and he he tricked his dad because in in Abraham's old age, he lost his, or Isaac's old age, he lost his sight. So, So Jacob tricked his dad and got the blessings. So Jacob was kind of a deceiver. The actual name Jacob actually means deceiver. And then we find it's it's so funny how when you do something, how it comes back to you. Come on, somebody. But in the book of Genesis, chapter 29, verse 20, verse, and I'm going to just start with verse 19. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to thee than that I shall give her to another man. Abide with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And they seemed unto him but a few days for the love that he had unto her. And Jacob said unto Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled, that I may go into her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him, and he went in unto her. And Laban gave unto his daughter Leah Zilpha, his maid, for handmaid. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said unto Laban, What hast thou done unto me? Did not I serve thee for Rachel? So what, what's interesting in, the, in that passage of scripture I find is we see that Jacob said that he loved Rachel so much that serving for seven years was but like a small few days of his life. That's what it says in the Bible. Think about that. Seven years Jacob served. Now, come on. This man had it bad for Rachel. He had a love. You know, the Bible says in Revelation uh, the one thing that I have against you is you've lost your first love. And I believe we can correlate that to this story. Jacob had a love for Rachel. He had his eye on Rachel. He said after seven years, he served for seven, and them seven years went by like a few days. His mind was so set. I want to tell you, and I, I, what I get out of this story is the only way to be effective for God it's to fall in love with God. Because when you really fall in love with God, you don't see the sacrifice. 
Serving God, it's not cotton candy and candy canes. Serving God's not always easy. So, you know, you, it's like serving God. You don't always have the time. But I promise you, when you fall in, imagine if you fell in love with God like Jacob had fell in love with Rachel. Seven years went by. And he said, you know what? I'm so in love with her. I want her so bad. I've thought about her every day. She's been on my mind. These seven years has just flown by. Just flown by. That's how we can be effective with God. See, because when you're really in love with God, you don't see the sacrifice. Because you love him so much. You know, you, when you love God so much, you, it's not a sacrifice to give your tithes. Uh, it, it, it's not, not because we have to, but because we love him so much that we want to serve him, that we ought to serve in the church. And, and we ought not just see it as some big sacrifice. We're working towards something. We may not be storing up uh, earthly pleasures, but we got lasting treasures that we're storing up. Jacob loved Rachel. Rachel in this story was a symbol, symbol of the best. It was a symbol of the great. It was the, the symbol of, of what God had told him he wanted in his life. And we need people in the church to begin to serve like that, that, that's, that desires to. I, when you love God, you know, when you love God, it's just a small thing that you come to church. I see so many people, they make a big deal. Well, I made it to church Sunday. Are you serious? That's just a small thing uh, that, that I made it to church. When you really love God, it's a small thing. The sacrifices to pray, to fast, to read the Bible, to serve him. You know, I love to pray. I love to pray. I love to read the Bible. I love to come to church. I love to preach. I've always loved it from, from the day I first began. I still, I love it. I love it today more than ever. I love to serve God. Because when you love God, the sacrifices are no big deal. It's a normal thing. They, guess what? Getting up and coming to church on Sunday morning. They said in the health club industry, they used to say, and, and David says, I've been talking a lot about, about gyms and what we could do to, because it's important to be spiritually fit and to be physically fit. We've talked a lot about that this morning. And it's a, we talked a lot about passion. It, 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 once in my life, I had such a passion for working out I, and it was normal when I had that passion it was just normal to go work out it's what I did it was normal to go home and that was just normal and, and 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 then now that I have this passion for God I have a zeal I have a hunger to serve God to go deeper in God deeper in the word deeper in prayer and when you get that it, it just becomes normal it, they say it takes six weeks to form a habit and six months to form a lifestyle well, I came to tell you this morning that, you know, we need to devote some time and, and form some habits, form a lifestyle for the glory of God. For, love God. Expect the best. If God's given us a vision of a Rachel, then God doesn't, we don't have to settle for less than that. So many times I see us settling for less just because it takes a little bit more work to get, to get it may take another seven years as in this case. He, he ended up saying, well, my, 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 after partying all night, he woke up and Leah was there, not Rachel. So Jacob said, whoa, Laban, what's up with this? And Laban more or less said, well, if you want Rachel, it's going to take you another seven years. You know what? He didn't hesitate. He said, okay. The first seven years went by like nothing. I love Rachel. Let me go another seven years. Let me serve you. How many times would we say that? So many times we wouldn't. We'll just settle well you know what, I worked hard, and Leah, 
Leah ain't really what I wanted. She ain't what made my heart skip a beat. She ain't what I got the butterflies for, but she is Rachel's sister. They kind of look alike, so I'll settle for the less instead of getting God's best. Oh, come on, somebody. I said, I'll settle for the less instead of getting God's best because I don't want to work another seven years. I don't want to serve another seven years. I, I, I don't want to, I, 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 I want everybody to notice when I come to church, hey, I went to church this Sunday. You think you, Jesus died on a cross for us, y'all. Jesus died on the cross. So you think, I mean, I love coming to church, but we, ought, we cannot come to church out, out of obligation of, uh, or of out of uh, not wanting to and come and expect revival to break loose in our life. That's like a funeral. I don't know about y'all, but how many people enjoy going to a funeral? Now, you got to go to church to go to a funeral, but I don't, enjoy, I, I don't even enjoy, I'll be honest with you, I'm honored to preach funerals, and, and, I, and I've had to minister at several funerals, and it's such a great honor, but that is not something I look forward to. And I believe that's what's happened in a lot of times in, in the church world, in our society. People's like Saturday night, well, we got to get up and go to church in the morning. God can't move like that. God's wanting people that's hungry and thirsty, that's desiring righteousness, that's desiring to be healed, that's desiring to be made whole. That's why we see in these third world countries, we see great revival breaking out. I see it on Facebook the other day. People was literally walking in like past knee deep water, hours to get to church. And then I seen on Facebook this morning, somebody's arm was withered. And as they began to pray, I believe it was in Africa, the arm straightened out. God is the same God today, yesterday, forever, yesterday, tomorrow, and forevermore. But God just needs a people who's hungry, a people who won't settle for the less, but wants the best. A people who says, you know what? I put my eye on Rachel. I got my eye on the prize. And whatever it takes, I'm not stopping. I want Rachel. I love her. I can't wait to make my life with her. We need to serve God with that same fervency. See, people don't ever sacrifice unto God. If you don't sacrifice much, you don't love him. I said, if you don't sacrifice much, you don't love him. Because when you love somebody, you'll sacrifice. That's what Paul said. That's your reasonable service. Is that not what he said? Paul said, that's just your reasonable service. When you love somebody, you'll sacrifice. I love my wife. Sometimes she makes me mad. But guess what I do? I sacrifice. Because I love her. Our relationship's not built on one thing she may say to make me mad. My relationship's built on me and God loving her like Christ loved the church. And, and that means I got to sacrifice for her. If you're having problems with your marriage and you're a man, let me tell you right now, you got to sacrifice. You, Jesus sacrificed for us because he love, loved us. The Bible says that it's love that will cast out sin. It's love. It's love. It's the love of God that will draw men to repentance. So in our marriage, if we're to love our wife like Christ loved the church, we got to sacrifice. We got to, in our relationships, in the world, if we're really wanting to build the kingdom, if we're concerned with kingdom growth, then we got to sacrifice. Come on, y'all. We got to, it's not always going to be what we want to do. There's going to, you know, I read a sign in, I read a sign at one of the churches here in town this week, and it was one, I wanted to get out and take a picture. Y'all know how they do it on Facebook of this sign. But it, it's, it's at a church here in Sykeston, Missouri, over by the hospital. I believe it said this. It said, this is what it said. It says, when it's the hardest to pray, pray the hardest. That, that's a powerful quote. 
when it's the hardest to pray, pray the hardest. Because if you're like me, and we talked about this in men's meeting the other night, if you're like me and things start going wrong and everything, and, and then, you know, you'll be sitting here and your Bible will be right over there, but you're all sold up on the couch and you know the Bible's there, but you ain't going to read it. It, it, it. But if you would just pick that Bible up, then God could move. If you would just say, you know what? I'm not going to settle for this lessness, for this feeling that I have of inadequacy, this feeling that I have of remorse, this feeling that I have of I'm not good enough or I'm not doing well enough or everything's going wrong or I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills or I'm sick. I don't know if I'm going to make it till tomorrow and your Bible's sitting right there, but you're so mad at your circumstances, you won't go get it. Can you imagine how mad Jacob could have been when he woke up after serving seven years? And was tricked with Leah. Well, I got two things. First of all, he shouldn't have been out partying all night. And he might have remembered that it wasn't. He'd have noticed it wasn't Leah he was in bed with. Come on, somebody. He would have noticed. But he did the right. He said, you know what? If I got to serve seven more years, I want the best. I'd rather have the best than the less. So many times in our life, I've done it. And if you're going to be honest with me this morning or whenever you may be listening or watching to this, you've done it. We got to love God. That's how Jacob was. Some, something got a hold of him. When, when he seen Rachel, I mean, he, that angel of love called Cupid. When he seen Rachel, that old angel of love called Cupid, pulled his bow and arrow and made a direct hit in the heart of Jacob. Jacob was walking around starry-eyed, dizzy, hearing birds chirping. He was head over heels in love with Rachel. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You can settle for Leah. You can settle in, in mediocrity, medi mediocrity. You can settle in lukewarmness. Or you can say, no, this is not Rachel. I don't love you. I know there's something greater. I came to tell you it's time that we stand up for the King of Kings, the Lord of glory, and say, I refuse to settle. I know we're living in the last days. I know that you said you had one thing against the church, and that's that they'd left their first love. I know that you said I'd rather you be cold or hot than lukewarm. And by no means necessary will I be lukewarm. I'm going to be hot. I'm going to be on fire for God. I'm going to allow the fire of God to burn in my life, to purify me, to purge me, and to, to, to everywhere I go, people's going to see the fire. I got a choice. I can settle for less or I can settle for the best. And when I settle for the best, people will see me making right choices. It's my choices, not my chances, that will determine my destination. And I'm determined that my destination is going to be a life spent in eternity with the King of Kings, with Jesus Christ. I'm determined that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm determined that no man come to the Father except through him. And today I'm accepting him. And I'm not going back. The world's behind me, but the cross is before me. I'm not turning back. I'm pressing forward ever and backward never because I love Jesus. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to serve God with the same fervency that I once served sin. I'm going to serve God. I'm not settling for less. I want the best. God says I'm above not beneath. God says I'm the head not the tail. He says I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. So I'm going to serve God. I love God. I love Jesus. This reminds me, this story reminds me of a cartoon of a little kid. A little kid, I can't think of the name of this cartoon they told me in church. But this little kid, 
He took out his bow. And it, it reminded me, Davis was telling me a story last week about how he was hunting. And he even shared this story in a message he preached but uh, this past Sunday. But he was hunting. Davis was hunting. And he had his bow out ready to go for all y'all bow hunters out there. I'm not a bow hunter, but he is. So we talked about it. But he said he's seen turkeys, deers, and everything. He had his arrow out ready to shoot. But in this cartoon, I can't remember the name of it. But this little kid would get his bow and arrow out. And he would pull that arrow back and shoot the wall. And wherever the, wherever the arrow landed on the wall, he would go get his magic marker and he'd walk over to the wall and he'd draw a circle and he'd make the bullseye right where he'd shot. Then he'd go back, he'd get the arrow and shoot again. And every time he would walk over and make a circle. You know, it's kind of hard to miss with that attitude. It's kind of hard to miss with that attitude. Whenever shot you take, you make a circle and say you hit the bullseye. I'm telling you, if you don't have a target, if you don't have a goal, if you don't have something you're aiming at, if you don't know where, where you're going, if you don't know how close you are or how far off you are, when you don't have nothing to aim for, when you don't have nothing to aim for, you'll always hit the bullseye. But we all need something to reach for. We all need something to go after because if we're not careful, We'll just draw a circle on the wall anywhere and say, this is it. But we know this ain't it. It's sad, but so many people have just drawn the target right where we are when God said, this is not Rachel. God says, this is not Rachel. God says, sons and daughter, son and daughter, brother and sister, this is not my best plans for your life. This isn't what I designed you for. This isn't, this, isn't, this isn't what I created you for. I've got greater things for you. I'm a bigger God than you think I am. I'm telling you, I refuse to settle for Leah. As a church, I refuse to settle for Leah as a church when I know God has a Rachel. I refuse to settle for a funeral when I know God has a revival. Folks, we're headed somewhere. We're headed somewhere. And we're not going to pretend. We are not going to pretend. If you've ever had that first love strike your heart, and then you fall into normalcy with Leah, just doing church, it becomes a miserable place. It becomes a boring place. I'm not satisfied with Leah. I want Rachel because I want revival. See, Leah is a form of religion in this story. I'm going to take it a little bit. As the bishop would say, can I dig a little deeper? Uh, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. I love the Bishop Jakes. I want to take it a little deeper. Leah, see, represents religion. So many times we say, oh, okay, that'll please man. Okay, I can go on with this. I can make this work. It isn't what I wanted. It's not what God wanted for my life. It's not God's purpose. It's not his purpose. It's not his plan. It's not his design. But I'll, I'll just say, I'll be satisfied. It's a miserable place. We got to be able to say, I'm not satisfied with Leah. I want Rachel. I want revival. I want the fire of God. I want the fire of God falling on you. I want the fire of God falling on our families. I want the fire of God falling in our lives. I want God to be the center of everything. If you refuse to pretend, you got a fake fire. 
God will fall on you and set you on fire that no devil in hell can put out. I said, if you refuse to live in a fake religious fire, God will fall on you with a fire that no man can ever put out. I close by saying this, stir yourself up. Stir up the gifts of God within you. Don't take nothing less than God's best for your life. Have an awesome day.